Hello everybody, welcome back. In 2024, I just want to say Happy New Year to you all. I hope that this year is a good one and it's a leap year. For some reason, I have a really good feeling about this year. So we'll come back in December and I'll let you know how the year would have panned out. But I just want to say thank you God for your kindness. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for bringing us through um, last year and I don't know how last year was for you um, but I pray that this year will be better in a lot of ways that you will find yourself that you will have more happiness more joy and that you just basically find peace in that like I promised that I would be back with another podcast episode talking about how 30s have been what, what our experience was I think there is an episode that I did with my cousin um, and and best friend where we talk about our you know what just before we went into 30s we did an episode so this is like a follow-up of that so i really hope that you guys enjoy it if you didn't know that i have a podcast woohoo i have a podcast and you can catch up on so many episodes you can reach out to me on instagram you can reach out to me anywhere my dms are fully open i'm not scary so if you have any questions please do feel free to ask and if you also want to be on the podcast and come and have a conversation with me that position is also open you just need to present a topic and if it's something that aligns with me then by all means i will definitely be happy to jump on it and to just have conversations this year i just want to be really intentional about having healthy conversation building conversation healing conversation you know when you talk about all the deep stuff i'm your girl that's the, that's where i live that's where i thrive conversations that we're probably all thinking the same but nobody has the guts to actually just come out and say it. so yeah that's where i've got you covered anyway we're gonna dive right into the episode so stay tuned Hey T, welcome. Hi darling, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Welcome back to the podcast. Oi, oi. <laughs> I don't We're know where serious. that's like my that's like my thing. Anyway, welcome back to the follow-up um well part two of how the 30s have been. First of all, I just want to say happy new year to you. Happy New Year to you too, darling. Thank you. And I just want to say well done and congratulations for making it through the first year of 30s. So we're <laughs> going to talk about that today. So without wasting anybody's time, I just wanted to ask, how has it been? Give me your summary of 30. Like, how has the first year been like onto the like the 30s platform? What has been your experience like? Um, <laughs> it's been um, weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really been different, you know. Okay. Part of it is um growing very. I mean, you know, when you're thirty, you think you're so grown, and life starts showing you that you're really grown. Yeah. <laughs> And all of a sudden, you have all these responsibilities that you didn't have before. I don't know where they come from, but mm-hmm. they just come. And then a part of you is so calm, like you're not bothered about a lot of things. You really don't care. Yeah. Like, it's not even an act. Like you really don't care. You know, I was having a conversation with somebody and they said things that would press me under normal circumstances. Oh, we're going at it. We're going at it. Mm. But 
I just looked at them and just let them run with it. Because I was like, like, I can't be doing this. I Not can't at this be big doing age. This. No, I can't yeah. be doing this. And I don't know. And like there's this certain level of pressure that comes mm-hmm. with I'm not gonna lie to you remember when we spoke about ent- you know the 20s and now entering the 30s and stuff mm-hmm. at the beginning of the 30s I was so chilled like I didn't care for anything mm-hmm. and I used to be worried I was like oh some of the things I used to be bothered about in my 20s I don't even care anymore mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden there was the pressure Mm-hmm. The pressure of, oh, I'm 30 now, so I can't be doing this. I can't um, I, I can't be seen uh, living with a friend. I'm 30 now. Oh, I'm 30 now, so I really, I can't be doing... Like, there's this mm-hmm. pressure that because you're 30, so you have to get everything in order. You have to have a good job. You have to live somewhere. You need to have a property. You need this. You need this. You need this. Like, the pressure was getting worse <laughs> I know. I, I think I can resonate with that as well. Particularly, I think I, I turned 30. I think before 30, I was very apprehensive of like, I, and I think one of the things that I struggled with was the reconciliation of where I thought I should have been mm-hmm. and where I actually was. So I was like, okay, you know, I thought I'll be here. I thought I'll be here. And then I reconciliated with that. And somehow I was okay. I was like, okay, that's fine. And then I just started caring less about other things. And I think I kind of got naive and I was like, oh, that is unlovely. Like, there's just, (laughs) there's not a lot of things that bother me until you get on the phone and then somehow someone just reminds you of your biological clock it's a lovely day you're having a beautiful day and someone just has to drop <laughs> or oh, you do know uh, biologically um you're running out of time and i'm like thanks but i didn't need to know that and actually it's it's a it's a whole lie anyway and then you also have you know just certain pressures of maybe like family like I'm considered an adult now like it's crazy like people consider me an adult like I was at um I was I got a whatsapp message um of the apparently the jewel the you know some of the blocks had been destroyed and they needed to build a new jewel <laughs> no, I was like me that, you sent that stuff to my mom why are you telling me about a world <laughs> I'm like am I am I an adult now and then there's just certain things that you suddenly get exposed to and then it's like there's a certain responsibility that they put on you and I don't think it's fair I think I think you have to just get in that head of like no pressures will always be there but I think you need to kind of navigate your own way because there's somebody who thinks I should be somewhere else or I should be further ahead than where I am right now um and I'm not going to kill myself trying to be that because I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm still walking according to my timeline. It may be slower. It may be a bit faster than the person behind me, but it's still moving at the, you know, at the very, at the, you know, at the very end of the day, uh, end of the day. And it was like, you know what, we're still making progress. It may not be progress as you perceive it. Um, So I think for me, that big lesson has been to just detach myself from pressures of certain maybe societal standards and move in the way of what do I actually want? Mm. And am I willing to wait for that? 
am I willing to just, you know, because I mean, it's easy to have a baby, right? Like you can have a baby pretty much like physically able to have a baby. But I'm like, do I want that? Like I want a loving family. I want a child to be born in a loving family. I'd rather wait for that. I'd rather be like a 40 year old mom. <laughs> okay god okay, but, never get god, that. i don't mean that i don't mean that i don't want to be that i mean if that's the case i want to the for me the priority is health i want health i want happiness i want like you know stable emotionally stable kind of thing not like just so i can look outside i'm like yeah she's got a child now yeah what's that gonna do for me oh girl let me tell you what stole my happiness for a bit so um, um, so I'm on these things called Twitter Spaces. <laughs> them things, them things can ruin your day. <laughs> them things can make or ruin your day. Like when you're on a Twitter Space, you can either laugh your lungs out, or it will get you questioning your own life. Mm. So this was me just chilling, you know, just listening. So one thing about Twitter spaces, they're background noises. So I do mm. like a good background noise when I'm doing what I'm doing. So the rule is I'm only on spaces when I'm at work. I hope my boss is not listening to this. I'm only on spaces when I'm at work and when I'm off mm. work. No, I don't do that. So anyway, I was listening in. So, you know, on Twitter spaces, there are people that get like, you know, there are beefs that are there. Mm. and um some of these jabs that people be sending to each other they have nothing to do with you mm. but you fall under the same category as the people that are beefing right mm. so the thing was once you're 30 single unmarried you are not attractive like the market is gone listen you're not even on the market anymore. You get picked mm-hmm. by any riffraff that's out there. And you know when the guys, it's the guys that say it and they say it in such a way that's really supposed to hurt you. Mm-hmm. It's really supposed to hurt. And it had nothing to do with me. The beef had nothing to do with me. But I looked at myself and I was like, oh my God, I'm 30. I am that person. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Like It really stole my happiness. It really, really like got to me. Until I looked at the person that was saying it. I was like, <laughs> me also, I like to jump on things. Mm. Am I really being told how I'm supposed to live and how I'm supposed to lower the bar for myself with this guy? I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and I, th- I, I think it's important who you listen to and who you, whose influence you prioritize um, as like a voice of reasoning because some people will just say random things and I think one of the things that I'm learning is that a lot of people speak from their wounds a lot of people speak from their fears um, so a lot of things that people maybe some some will even speak from their aspirations of what they what they would have done had they been in in the same shoes as you are so you have to really be discern you know discerning and have that knowledge of like is this person speaking from fear or are they really just being honest and advising me because if I advise you out of my fear I'm gonna tell you like oh my gosh just just do anything just you know go 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 and settle down with anybody mm-hmm. um because you know if the fear is there that's what's speaking there's no rationale behind it. It's like everybody's always done this. 
And, you know, and once you get to your 30s, it's really difficult going against the grain um, because it's easy to do what everybody else is doing. But once you get to that stage of like, no, I want better. I want not even better. I want the best. Like, I want the best. That's what I want. And forget what the standards say about, you know, about the, you know, what, what it should be. We're not, we're not that. And I just believe. And then faith also comes into play of like, you know, God knows what he's doing and he knows exactly at the right time that, you know, he would do whatever he needs to do. And to be comfortable with the fact that I would rather be alone than to entertain any company just for the sake of, yeah, I can't handle myself. So I think a lot of it, you now get into that stage of like, hmm, do I like being my, you know, being by myself? And and I think with 30s as well, the other thing is that, like, I don't know about you. I think I think you're better at me. You're better than me in this one. I've lost a lot of friends because a lot of them, I just felt like I didn't fit in anymore. Like we didn't relate. So it wasn't like we fell out or anything, but we just outgrew. I just outgrew a lot of people. Um, so now when you get into 30s, like... I'm not, I mean, like now this year, one of my things was like, you know, maybe I should make more friends, but you just think <laughs> I'm 30. I'm going to start saying, hi, I'm Taffy. I like, I like. My favorite Jean. color is green. <laughs> my favorite color is, <laughs> ha. You just think like, nah, I'm too grown for this man. Like it's, it feels like it's too late to start making friends. Like to start telling them about like, oh no, I want <sighs> It's just like, I don't know. It's difficult. This is what I, I said to you about 30 being a weird year. So um, how my 30s started, they started on the wrong foot, if I do say so myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a decision. We need a story time for that. <laughs> <laughs> we need a story Basically, time for that. I got myself out of a good, I, yeah, I fumbled the I really fumbled. Let me not lie to you. I fumbled. But I fumbled going in thinking I was doing the best for me. Like I was going into a better position. Mm. Boy, did that better position hurt me. Mm. It completely destroyed me. And Mm. then um, life continued. And this year I lost a friend. So they didn't die, by the way. <laughs> I know. So I was about to say, like, who's dead? Oh, yeah. no, 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 no. I hate that. They're I hate still that. very much that. alive. But um, a friend that I'd had for years just, you know, one day woke up and sent me a message to say we can't be friends anymore. Like, a real friendship breakup. Listen, nobody tells you about how much a friendship breakup hurts. It's really, like, it, the the most annoying thing about it is I was hurt, for one. But I was also angry, mm. if it makes sense. Because I feel like when you get to a certain age, if we're friends, we put things on the table and we talk about it. Yeah, and if definitely. I'm your friend, you always give me the benefit of the doubt. You should know me enough to know um, this is my friend. These are things that they'll possibly say. And you know me and my mouth and 
the things I say sometimes. <laughs> your mouth, your mouth will cost my you mouth relationships. will be the end of me. But then sometimes you know I don't mean it in like in a horrible way. I don't mean mm. it to hurt you or anything. Like anyway, but I lost a friend, and the first day I lost that friend, I was so angry, but I was so hurt. And the next mm. day, I was absolutely devastated. I said, "Oh my God, I've lost a friend. What then am I going to do?" Mm. Then I started looking at it this way. Um, if you don't start shading friends as you go, if you don't start shading friends as you go, you're not growing. Mm. Because if you're really growing, that means that some relationships, don't get me wrong, some people have perfect relationships, that's fine. But you can't mm. tell me that you have like eight perfect connections. It doesn't make mm. sense to me. As you grow, you get uncomfortable with each other. And that's okay. Mm. You all grow each other and that's fine. It's just that the way it happened this particular time was just very unusual for me. You know, friends mm. come and friends go, but this was different. It, it had never happened that way. But now I'm okay with it. I'm, yeah. I'm very much okay with it. You know, I wish her well wherever she is. I wish her well and everything. But do I still feel hurt? Absolutely not. Am I still pressed about, you know, the loss of the relationship? Um, no. Sometimes I even forget we were friends once upon a time. But um, it happens. It's one of those things. It, mm. Friends come and some go. And then there are some friends that I don't care what you think. You and mm. me. Together. We're dying together. Like, uh, bruh. You yeah too much <laughs> yeah i feel like anywhere. i feel like i feel like particularly like me and you for example yeah like where you, where you gonna find another me like do you know what i mean no not in the <laughs> not, not, not in, a, in a cocky way but like where would you actually find another me like there's no point and and i think i think we've gone through stuff that could have separated us um and we've always managed to talk about it and we've always managed to come back home after a while and it's just like you know what yeah, yeah you can go ahead go ahead and be annoyed at me but the thing is it's it's almost like um a life commitment like <laughs> you can't bail out like it's too late the time that you had to bail out and i think it's important to have friendships like that where where you can talk about things because I'm just one of those firm believers that if people can get over cheating, infidelity in relationships, friendships, then, you know, if people are willing to work at it, there's nothing that you can't fix. There's nothing that you cannot address, but it, it, it it's about the willingness. Like, are you willing to, and, and it goes for a lot of things. I think um, it's like when you realize in your 30s, like, are you willing to put in the work? Are you are you willing to repair the damage? Are you willing to, you know, to be vulnerable? Because, you know, and, and, and sometimes it's like different relationships, they have to be, they have to be versatile. And and I think for, for us example, I think I've gone the other way around. And I don't know, it probably was a very big change for you. Um, cause in my twenties, I was like, ah, Taffy, uh, you know, like we just chill. Taffy's like this. Taffy doesn't express emotions. She's just a hardcore. She just, she has to, you know, just, no. just get on with, just, <clears throat> just get on with life. And then on the flip side now of these thirties, 
yeah. traffic cries about anything. Yeah. Like my gang fell down. <laughs> like she'll break down and she's that soft person, like don't hurt her. And it's like a complete thing. And you could have been like, no, the one that I'm used to is this person. So I think in any in any friendship or in any relationship, time and time again, you have to adjust. You have to adjust your expectation. You have to like almost accommodate people changing. And I think it's key, particularly in our 30s, to accommodate people changing. You know, when people probably, if you're friends and you're single, one gets married, it's a different relationship now. And it's, you know, do you just throw it away or you're like, okay, this is what we used to have, but now we need to redefine this relationship. Yeah. This is now this is now what works for her. What I used to be, maybe I used to call it every day, but maybe now I can't call it every day. I can call it maybe once a week. But it's just communicating that and saying, hey, I still love you, but I just, I just can't accommodate you the same way I used to. But when you have such conversations with people, they take it personal and be like, oh, that means she doesn't like me anymore. Or that means, and that's where, again, it's like we're wounded in different places. And it's now that time for you to address that wound and say, okay, why am I, why am I being affected by this in this way? This person said this to me, but why am I feeling like they've said something else? Because you know, you can say something to someone and you hear a complete different message. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's things like that. But I wanted to a- address um, in 30s, what has been... What has been the biggest challenge so far? Oh, the biggest challenge was um, learning my boundaries and learning mm-hmm. to use the word no. Mm. Um, oh, boundaries, mate. I didn't realize how much of a, of a softie I was. Mm. Um, obviously, not to everybody, but like... I have people that have a soft spot in my heart mm. and those people could literally tell me jump and I would jump mm. and I didn't know how to say no mm. um especially um I don't want I don't know if I want to put her business out there like that but um in 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 um in um uh, families Let's put it that way. Mm. In families, you know, there are certain things that, you know, were expected of me and I used to do them naturally. Mm. And then I've realized in my 30s now that, you know, um, that I'm, I'm doing too much. I'm burning mm. myself out so that other people can, ref- can feel warm. But nobody's mm. burning anything, even a candle for me to just see. You know, mm. so I was giving so much of myself and pouring out of my cup, which ran down, it ran out. Mm. I was pouring out of nothing. And mm. like, I wasn't getting poured back into, mm. which was a right shame, really. But like, it, in my 30s, I've learned to say, no, I'm not doing that. I've learned to, mm. okay, what do you want me to do about it? Like, I've learned to step back. Yeah. And um, I've also learned to not take things quite so personal. Mm. Uh, because sometimes it's, things happen and it's like, so when you are going through things and I'm expecting you to react a certain way or we had planned to do something, but then something happens to you. Uh, I used to quite take it personally. So you know how mm. you your issue was if 
why are you not talking to me? Why are you not responding to my call? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I need to, I need to, I need help. I think. Okay, sorry. Go ahead and finish. So your thing was very much. Why are you not calling me? Why are you not texting me? Like, why are you not talking to me? So it never mind what I was going through. Still, I don't like. Not that you didn't care what I was going through, but like talk to me about it whereas I don't like to talk about it now my Mm. thing was a bit different I don't care if you don't call me or what if we have plans and we plan that we're going to do this I don't know if you remember but like we we kind of pulled away from each other for a bit in this bed no 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 no. can we can we just can we just say the facts you pulled away from me I was so angry with you but then the thing is this is the thing right this is the thing. I think I think this is probably one of my my most attractive traits. I don't have beef with anyone. I don't have secret beef. Um if I have a problem with you, I'll let you know. Like didn't like it. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah. Um I'm I'm just saying I'm just one of those people I don't have secret beef. So if I don't like something that you did, then I would tell you, like, I didn't like what you did or I didn't, you know, I didn't whatever. And the thing is, with particularly with like, oh, why are you not talking to me? I think I get used to routines. And I think that's probably one of my downfalls. If we speak like once a week, I get used to that. So if you then call me during the week, I'm like, "Ah, what is this? We speak on Sunday. You stick to Sunday. That's what we do. Otherwise, communicate that to me. Like, oh, no, I'm not happy with that schedule anymore. And then you then go through stuff. So you keep quiet. I'm like, what does that mean? Because we always talk. And I think one of the hardest things that I had to deal with, particularly, and still addressing it even up to now, is that I talk about my problems. I'm such a people person. When I'm going through stuff, I don't want to be alone. I want to talk to people. That's how I process my emotions, by talking about them and sharing them with people. And then I'm literally like, I'm, I'm good. But there, is, there, are, there, there are people that actually like to keep themselves to themselves. I still don't get it because I'm like, it's easy <laughs> that way because I already don't understand how I'm feeling. I know what just happened but I don't quite understand how I'm feeling. So if you then come and ask me, so how does that make you feel? And, you know, start asking me questions. I can't answer you until I answer myself. So Uh I like space. So leave me to it. Let me figure it out. So like I, I, well, I know I'm notorious for this when I'm going through things. I just shut myself off. I'd like, and this is the weird thing. I don't know how to explain it. I can shut myself off from everybody but you mm. can see my presence on social media or somewhere else. Like, That's what, I, I never used to get that. I'm like, I just called this girl and she didn't pick my phone. Next thing she's posting on Instagram. I'm like, what does this, what is, do you know when you have like people do behaviors that you have to go on Google? Like, and actually Google, like, what does it mean when someone ignores your phone call but posts on Instagram? So you go and read it and read threads that are absolutely pointless because none of them uh, fit the situation that you're reading. But when it came to that situation particularly, you didn't say what was going on. But you know I'm working through uh, my passive aggression. Yeah, so you you just got mad and you just... 
you just went quiet. You just ignored me. So then I knew because I'm like, no, something is off here. Like this is, she's angry about something. So now I'm like, your husband, I'm like, what is going on? This woman won't say anything. <laughs> and I'm like, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm like, talk about it. And then after a while, you're like, well, that time you canceled plans on me and I didn't like that. I'm like, <laughs> so now it almost seems insensitive because now I'm annoyed. <laughs> like, what did you say it at the time? What did you say was really important to you? So I'm like, so you kept all this time and you were punishing me. What was that behavior for? So now I'm like, ah, you know what? Yeah, sorry. But I'm like, I'm going to leave you to it then. It's fine. So it was, it's, it's those things. But I think, I think we've always then managed to work through our different personalities and to work through that. And like, you know, like I like to talk about an issue when it happens, because I think as somebody that talks a lot, I forget um, <laughs> what I would have said. So if you ask me three months later, like, no, you said this, I'm like, I don't want to say it's not true because now I don't remember. But to speak <laughs> about it then. No, because like, oh, you, three months ago you came to me and said this. I'm like, did I? The first thing I'm probably going to be like, no, I never said that. But then you then it could be like, oh, you're being defensive. I'm like, no, I'm not being, it's not defensive. I just don't remember. So now I have to be like, okay, I'm sorry. Did I? But now I'm thinking in my head, why would I say that? What had happened? What was, what was the actual thing that was going on? So there's all these things, but it's. I think it's funny when we talk about our relationship <laughs> and, the, and the pettiness that goes in. Um, and the, it's literally no issues at all, but it's just basically maybe our different ways of addressing it. But we've you... learned to communicate, though. Like, I feel oh, no, like no, now we, we've learned to talk about things. Before something would like we would probably be in the middle of i don't know not talking or whatever happened and we're trying to figure it out and then something dramatic will happen to you know the other person all of a sudden everything is forgotten we forget we have to deal with that situation right here and right now like mm. never mind we're not talking three days ago if you are in a situation i'm right here if i'm in a situation right here like mm. everything else has to stop until the situation is over. And then when the situation is over, nobody even cares about why we're fighting. We forgot it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think it's I think there's a lot. There's there's really like a lot, um, lots of lessons to learn from that in just appreciating people's differences. Um, and just knowing like I think the difference is what makes it work. Um, you don't want somebody that thinks the same way as you, somebody that does the same way. Like, it's just appreciating those differences and knowing that if you work at something, if you put in the work and you understand each other and, you know, and it, it takes progress as well. And I think sometimes it's also just like avoiding problems. Do you know what I mean? Like, why should we have to fix things? Let's just not break anything. Let's just avoid you know, wh wherever possible, avoid just causing problems so that you don't even get to that to that stage. And I think that takes a lot of intentionality, um, and in, in how you approach in knowing the person, knowing like ah, Tavi doesn't like this when she's like this when she's crying. The last thing I you 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 can do is to then want to be reasonable. Just leave her be. Yeah. This is not the right moment. 
um, about it. So I was going to say one of the other questions I would have had is how comfortable are you um, with, with yourself right now? Um, oh man, you smicked up on me with this one. Oh, I didn't think I was going to talk about it. Not so, you know, like if you, mm, I was the most confident person I knew in this life. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really, really thought I was that girl. Mm. And you couldn't tell me otherwise. I mean, you could, you could try, but you couldn't convince me that I wasn't that girl. Mm. In my head, I was that girl. I was so comfortable with myself. I was comfortable in my own skin. I liked myself. Everything was just great. But of who? Yeah, that's a heavy one. Okay, you don't have to go into it. I just don't feel it anymore. Mm. I don't particularly feel comfortable I don't particularly really like um I I think that's a story for another day but um, yeah you know I um I battle with PCOS Mm. and with battling with PCOS one of the things that happens to me is I uh sometimes my periods are very irregular and because Mm. they're irregular sometimes I bleed a lot Mm. So um, I went through a, a phase where I'd been bleeding for seven months straight, and mm. we tried. I listen. I had my GP on speed dial, my gynecologist on speed dial, but like they couldn't find anything that was working to stop the bleeding. Mm. I was so fed up, and I asked them if they could take out, you know, my uterus and my womb. I just wanted everything taken out take it out I don't want anything to do with it and they said no because as far as they're concerned it's still it's still they're still quite healthy um, you know everything inside is still quite healthy besides the PCOS mm. everything is quite healthy and I need it and they cannot take them out until I'm at least 45 so that's a long time that's a long time and I really like I don't think I wanted my lady was taken out mm. I just had had enough mm. had enough of it all I just needed it to stop mm. so anyway my gynecologist then found this injection that he was going to give me he said right I'm going to try you on this injection and this injection is going to stop your bleeding so he gave me the injection and it really worked mm. but see at the time I was just so excited over it's it fixed it yeah. I didn't realize what that injection was doing to me. I didn't realize what they'd started doing to me. So um it turns out they had induced menopause. That's crazy. And anyway, it's a it's a long story and you know, but because that was happening to me, things started changing within me. Mm. And because things started changing and I couldn't explain it, I just started st- I don't know. I just don't feel myself anymore. And mm-hmm. uh, my therapist would say, oh, um, go do things that refuel you. Like, go do things that put back fuel into you. Um, mm. Do the little things that make you happy. And I would go get my nails done because I like getting my nails done. You know, I, mm-hmm. I feel happy after I've had my nails done. But, like, even the little things I used to enjoy, 
I've stopped enjoying them. Like I mm-hmm. just, I've, I'm disconnected. So to answer the question, am I comfortable in myself? Uh, no, not particularly. Mm. And it's a right shame, but um, I don't know. I'm, I'm working on it. Um, possibly, maybe before the year ends, I'll be back at it. But um, yeah. I think it's safe to say Thelma has lost her mojo. Yeah. But I think it's about, I think at the end of the day, it's about ma- finding finding your way back home. Finding your way back home to yourself. Um, and And... I think we can go through life so disconnected and we don't even realize that we're disconnected from ourselves, mm. that we're disconnected from from us. And I think for me, it was probably something that maybe I really, this this year, I really felt like I am back home. I'm back home to myself. Like everything that I was doing, I felt my body connected. So even when I was going through and and this is how I knew that I was back home to myself and it wasn't a positive example, but just something that really broke my heart was, you know, it let me like, I couldn't eat. I would just eat anything. If I drank water, my body was rejecting absolutely everything because my mind wasn't in the right place. So it just deranged everything. And I knew in that moment that I was back home. And sometimes I think it's just knowing that, you know, it's a home is like with families, you know, sometimes you fight and you look, you don't look forward to going back home. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you, you know, like things are great. All the cousins are over and it's such a great time. And then sometimes things are just normal. And I think we just have to, f- you know, fit into the real way of living life that it's not always going to be, you can't always feel great about yourself. But I think the biggest thing is being aware of that and making adjustments to make sure that you know I'm aware that I could feel better I'm aware that things could be better in this way and I'm finding my way back to myself and and I know I think with the whole thing that's been going on how difficult that is for you that you fix one thing and it leads into another thing it can't be easy honestly Um, but I think as somebody that sees you every day I admire your strength and just how you cope with it. Um, and I can tell you, I know you don't feel like you're, you know, you don't feel you're great or whatever it is, but you are. And you definitely don't look like your problems. Eh? Because <laughs> when you start looking like your problems, then I might have to intervene. But at the moment, you do not look like your problems. You, Your problems are your problems. And you are you. This, you're still separate. So we just have to thank God for that and, you know, and keep praying for his healing and his intervention. So I guess the last question that I would ask would be, what would you say? How, okay, this is a question. How would your younger self, how would a 20 year old, your 20 year old version of you, what would they say to you right now? Oh, girl, what happened to you? (laughs) (laughs) What happened to you? Like, come back. Honestly, my 20-year-old self would be like, oh, girl, what happened to you? Do you not know a new iPhone came out? Girl, what happened? Yeah. 
I think the twenty-year-old me was just different. She she mm. liked things that she was different, and the thirty-year-old me is much calmer. Doesn't really care about you know what's the latest phone, what's the latest this. Mm. I I am very much aware of how much I'm spending. I'm I'm an adult now. You know, mm. I've got bills yeah. and all. Twenty-year-old me was still living with mom and didn't have bills at all. Yeah, like, you know, every now and again, mom would be like, "Oh, you're working, so top up the electricity," but mm. that was nothing, you know. And mm. Electricity wasn't even that bad back then. Things were so, still cheap. Yeah, yeah, they were still quite cheap. So now, twenty-year-old mm. me would look at me and be like, "Oh, girl, what happened?" But then I think twenty-year-old me would be proud as well because mm. there are things that I think I do with now that twenty-year-old me would have never. She could mm. never. That girl, that girl was a spoiled little brat. I, I will tell you right here for free. Mm. Because, you know, dad was still there. If I needed it, dad would fix it. It, it didn't matter mm. what was going on. You know, dad's got it. So she didn't have responsibilities per se. Mm. She was quite laid back. She was too chilled. She was still fresh off the boat. She had, she had just, you know, a few years in the UK. So she was still very different. But I think mm. she'll be very proud. She would be, she, I, well, I think she is proud or very proud, was, is going to be, I don't know. But I think she's very proud. Um, yeah. She'll be disappointed with the phone I have. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, when it, when it comes to phones, I said, until this iPhone is, I, I will, I'll try and fix it. And if it can't even be revived, that's when I'll get a new phone. But if you're listening, uh, my birthday is coming up. If you would like to donate two new iPhones, or any, I will not take a Samsung. I'm sorry, I'm not that desperate. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. Yeah, if you like Android, you like Android. But I'm, I'm just like, oh, like, do you have iMessage? If you don't have iMessage, I'm like, yo, I, I can't. I can't be communicating on WhatsApp. I'm sorry. Um, but I think for me. The 20-year-old version of me, I think she would be proud. I think she would be proud of the woman that I've become. Um, and I look at myself every day and I'm, I'm I'm filled with peace within my heart and definitely happy to be me. Um, like I wake up every day and I'm like, oh my, I'm so lucky to be me. Like there's nothing that I, there's nothing that I don't change. I mean, I could change a few things, but... <laughs> I could change a few things, but but on the overall, um, I realize I'm super blessed with um with the people that I have in my life, um, people that are and I think generally I attract kind people. And I was looking at everyone of every everybody that is in my life right now. They're so kind and so caring in the mo- in the most genuine way, and I think when you give yourself to the world like that, the world gives it back. It, it gives it back to you in the same way, um, and and I think it's just about taking time to figure it out, taking time to you know to to let yourself go through the journey and enjoying the journey, enjoying the process. Definitely learning not to be destination oriented but to you know to enjoy the journey what am i learning today yeah of course that's that is where i want to be but what what is this teaching me what do i have to learn about this and just having those really honest conversations um and just yeah and just going like that and i think that's all we can do 
that's all you can do just apply yourself do what you can and live life in your own lane live life with your own ideas of where you want to be despite what everybody thinks yeah just live life like you know what i'm happy with this person and when you find happiness when you find people that are good for you you know keep those people be intentional with those people yeah. uh, and you know and just be grateful like apply yourself to to people make an impact to people as well just the same way they pour into you you also have to pour into people yeah and yeah what is one thing that you wish for this year uh, good health Okay, good health. Yeah, we like that. Good health is, is a very good shout. Um, I don't know. What is one thing that I would like this year? I would like to be somewhere sunny by the beach <laughs> for Christmas and New Year. That is all I want. For Christmas and... Please don't fall out with me over Christmas. Say you're going on the 26th. Yeah, no, no. I'll go on the 26th, but I'm just saying... New Year, I'm not studying New Year at work in England. It can't be. Like I'm I'm re- I'm refusing that right now. Okay. I don't know. We'll probably do an episode in England. <laughs> no, actually not. <laughs> well, so that's, that's, happened. that's not gonna We're here. That's, no, that's not gonna happen. That's that that cannot happen. That cannot happen. Um, but anyway, um okay, one last thing. There's a woman who is struggling right now trying to figure things out maybe something happened to them and they just they just don't know what to do and you've been through some hard situations that you never thought you could get up or you never thought you could smile again or laugh again what would you say to that woman right now we need to offer a word of encouragement to her um do you know what it doesn't matter what you're going through you'll come out of it Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one thing I, I remember I remember having a conversation with you telling you that there are times that I've been through some situations that I I had no idea how I was going to come out and to me I didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel mm. but God has a beautiful way of making things happen you don't see it as it's happening you mm. just find yourself on the flip side of things you find yourself on the other side and you know it can never have been you because even you didn't even have the strength to get yourself out of bed mm. it's, it's 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 it must be god's power it can only be god i promise you wherever you are right now struggling crying and thinking this is the end it's not the end this is not how your story ends Mm. You will find yourself on the other side. Just trust in God. Even when you don't have the words, the right words to say to God, just st- stay there in, in, in pure silence, but in mm. presence. He will get you through. He will put mm. you in places you didn't even know you were going to be. He will put you like, listen, all I'm telling you is it doesn't matter what you're going through. Number one, eat and go to sleep. That's what the Lord says. Eat and go sleep, to sleep. Sleep is a blessing. I always think sleep is sleep is God's remedy for stress. Anytime, anytime it gets too much, take a nap. Yeah, sometimes you can't take a nap here because I remember telling somebody to take a nap and they said, I can't sleep. But uh... ah, you know what? <laughs> I was I was God's strongest soldier this year. I'm I, I'm not making I. It was I was God's strongest soldier last year, 
I'm mm-hmm. definitely not making the card this year. I think I paid. I paid for my sins <laughs> uh, last year. I paid, but yeah, I think for me, I just, I just always say that these two shall pass. Mm-hmm. And 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 there's a verse that in the Bible that says, uh, um, like, there's so much. I think it says like we don't, we don't, we don't know what we shall be or something like this. There's a glory like. Oh no, it says like for the sufferings of this world are not worthy to be compared to what God has prepared. Yeah. And sometimes th- nothing is for free in this world. That's what I'm starting to realize. Even happiness is not for free. You have to pay for it some way, somehow. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just before the dawn comes up, you go through some really difficult times and you go through some really and then at that point you can give up or you can keep on you can just say no i'm not gonna do this and we have this idea of that if it's from god it's gonna be easy but it's not a godly idea things of god can also come through very trying times you you know god has to test you like are you ready for this can you handle the blessing that i'm about to give you but if we trust in him we know that, you know, like this too shall pass. We've all been there. Moments where you're so despondent and you're like, oh, I'll never be happy again. I'll never smile again. Like life is just horrible where you feel like the ground could just swallow you and you could just disappear and everything, the pain would stop. And then one day like, oh God, thank you for not taking me because <laughs> I didn't mean it. <laughs> minutes i'm happy to be here right now and you think you think you're over it and then the next thing happens like okay maybe 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 now (laughs) maybe now like that time no but but no god is so faithful and he's you know he's able to do everything abundantly you know i think god just does it in an abundantly bigger kind of way as long as we trust him Anyway, I just want to say thank you very much for joining me on our chit chat. I feel like this is, people should really take this serious because this is almost like our private phone call that we've just basically aired out um, <laughs> to the world. Um, literally, okay. this is what we do every time when we talk on the phone. Be back when we're talking, when we're having story time. You might Yeah, like no. <laughs> I think we need to have a story time. We definitely will give them a story time. I don't know when. Um, but yeah, there needs to be there needs to be some story time. And I think there's a lot of people with story times actually. We could offer a free therapy. Come and share your story <laughs> and we can talk about it. <laughs> And we can laugh about it or yeah. offer advice and stuff. Or maybe we'll do a Q&A. I don't know. One of the things, something will just come up. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Please make sure to share. Make sure to listen. You can catch up on other episodes that are also available. And I don't know when when I'll be back with another episode. No expectations. You get one when you get one. <laughs> and for this this doesn't pay. This is just for you know for bands. So the consistency is consistency as in tough is that toughest dictionary. Not every day or every week. It's as and when necessary because we still like to produce something authentic, something that we really mean. We're not just gonna produce content for the sake of numbers of views. It's not about that. So until next time.
it's all love happy new year everybody ciao ciao